0: We won't count down then. <laughs> so we go three, two, one, then <laughs> hit record on both at the same time. That was the... Oh. Then you just got... M-
1: all right. Are you recording now? Yeah. <laughs> Before we start this podcast, Smith gave me shit for about the countdown, but he didn't press record. No, no, it was recording. It just wasn't recording recording. And I was, it's all right. It's okay.
0: So, Darren and I are reporting from Noosa in Queensland.
1: Yes, which is my favourite place (laughs) in Australia now.
0: (laughs) We decided to, uh, well, we had to hit the road a few weeks early. Uh, What's crazy, for any of you listening in the UK, they're like, oh God, another 100,000 cases today. But in Australia, due to quite literally a handful of cases, maybe the most was like six or seven a day, all the borders shit themselves Yeah, and uh, closed, so... We would have had to have left Sydney for two weeks to go rural. So we, we Google. We're like, yo, Queensland, what's going on? They were like, no, nah. no one's coming in for a month. So we were like, shit. So we rented a car, packed our bags, started looking at the East Coast. We were going to have to leave Sydney and travel up the coast for two weeks so that we could then get a border pass to Queensland. Yeah. And the night before we left, they opened the fucking borders. I'm glad we still hired a car, though. Yeah, we drove up, went to Terrigal. Terrigal.
1: Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie. Gold Coast. Shit, Gold Coast. We've done a lot. And Noosa. So. Now I'm having re- my gap year, bruv. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you keep saying that. It <laughs> gap year. <laughs> Te- technically, we're on like a, technically it's a work trip because we are situating ourselves in Brisbane so that if borders do close, we can do our event, which is on the 17th.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. It's like pre Basically, it's like pre season. You know what I mean? Before the season starts. And the season kicks off on the 17th of Feb in Brisbane which I'm buzzing for and every day we're doing little bits to like prep for the show and it's actually kind of nice to spend time together because we haven't although I came into Sydney um, I had my own place realise I don't know if we would ever live together but when we travel we get so much done yeah so much we're so productive yeah. I agree with that yeah do you know what I mean living together could be too much it could be too much yeah
0: um, but yeah so we made our way up the coast it's technically work but it is a bit of a holiday as well and we are getting a lot done and we can safely say we've prepared more for these events Than anything. Like, we're we're probably in our heads halfway through.
1: Yeah. I didn't even rehearse my TED talk. But the mad thing is, yeah, I know. (laughs) I remember 10 minutes before we were backstage and you were just, um, I was like, let's just practice it now. Just like 10 minutes, whatever. And you kind of went for it. You killed it off. It was good. But like, it's the first time we've leveled things up even more. Do you know what I mean? And like, we're not not
0: just saying that because 80% of the events sold out. Yeah, I was
1: going to say that. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm sorry, but if you want to come to Brisbane, you can't. And if you want to come to Melbourne, you can't. Uh, Adelaide and Sydney are quite literally the only venues with tickets left. Yeah. London's done. Dublin's done. Although we might have some news for you lot in Dublin. Uh, Manchester's done. Cardiff's done twice. It's pretty mental. We released a new date for Cardiff. So a few people thought they might have been scammed. But no, we just released it without popularizing it. And it sold (laughs) out in a day mate that's mad isn't it yeah it's great and cardiff venue the tramshed, is the first place we ever did a live event which was
1: like there was like 80 was it 80 people About 80, 80 people. people and for that we literally turned yeah. up and we were like what are we doing tonight well i didn't even know. i thought i just come to show love i didn't even know i'll go ahead and management just gave through me a microphone i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> but it, was, it was fun mate it was so much fun i'm so glad i came
0: and then we went to leeds and then leeds. we had to go to body power
1: oh my god do you remember that train ride? It was horrible. We were so hungover. And we didn't have any seats. We also didn't know what we were walking into. Yeah, body power was crazy. That was my first body power. That's my only body power. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad. So
0: these are these events are gonna be um very good. We're taking it serious. We're actually <laughs> off into the country this weekend. We've invited or next weekend, we've invited Lord with us to be our um our audience. Our audience to practice. Yeah. yeah. And um I'm so stoked. We've got uh Brisbane, then we fly to Melbourne, we've got Melbourne, yeah. then we go to Adelaide, we've got Adelaide. Sydney we uh push back a month, so Sydney is now in April, which it's good for COVID restrictions, so hopefully we'll be able to open that up a I bit. I think
1: James did it on purpose, so I'll stay another month in Australia.
0: That maybe could could be <laughs> the case. Could be the case.
1: And then the UK events are scheduled for July. June, July. June, July. And to be honest, I'm excited for it to be June, July because it's going to be like the first time, it'll be like 2018 all over again, that first year. Summer. Yeah, that was mad. That was so sick. I love England in summer. Yeah. I know people call me mental for this, but like London, hands down, best city in the world in summer. It's It's everywhere. You can go everywhere, but well, when things are, I'll agree. when things will get to normal, when they get to normal. I'll agree with you on that sentiment
0: where 2020, there was no real summer in London no
1: 2019 do you know what irrespective of having an absolute nightmare of my living situation that's like a good time you did I told you that place bruv. I was like, was like yeah, I'm gonna get this place for the month I was like why are you rushing bruv just wait till you get there first I just, I just wanted something settled right. and then the second place
0: Jade was like Jade tall white friend Jade was like oh I've sorted you this got there and it was a fucking shit show as well
1: yeah that's cause you had someone you were there with a car. Rema-
0: no the place never had Wi-Fi. I'm oh, paying yeah. 1600 pounds a month for this place in Fulham uh, for them to move me in with a couple when they said they wouldn't. And I never had Wi-Fi the whole time. I was Is here. this the bar that plays PlayStation? No, so? uh, nah, this was, uh, remember the place where I had the... They would have taken the bins out? They had never taken the bins out. That place. Mate, I went to, I remember the bin being full. And I was like, I could fit a couple bits more in there. Yeah. Went to Ibiza for a week, came back, still hadn't been emptied. Oh my days. So I was like, do you know what? Going to let the first one slide. Went to a, empty it, and the bin bag ripped. Was um, that the
1: time we were in Pret and we were like, "Should we just go to Ibiza tonight?" Yeah, and we fucked off to so Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I had
0: a bit of the sniffles tonight, and I was like, Darren, I need some sun." Yeah. So we literally just flew to Ibiza there and then. But yeah, those guys—they fucking didn't empty the bin, ripped the bin bag. I texted them. I was like, "Guys, the bins get emptied every day on our road in Fulham. Anything you leave outside the front door gets emptied. Really? Every morning. I got woken up by the bins every morning. I didn't know that." So like, uh, and I was like, "You fucking stupid! Like, do you not hear that every morning? They're like, meep, meep, meep. like fuck me!'" And I, I hated it. Then I had a little meltdown and went to Barcelona, on my own, didn't I? Oh, no. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: twenty eighteen summer in London was actually unreal. Twenty eighteen summer was mad. That was the first time a lot of first first things happened for the first time. Even my housemates at the time, they were like, "What are you doing this weekend?" And I was like, "Oh, I've got an event here and here." Yeah.
0: They're like, "Oh, enjoy." I had no idea kind of what we were building towards do you remember the prep for that
1: first event Uh, Cardiff yeah do you remember do you remember the PowerPoint it was just a picture yeah there was none they were like guys have you got a PowerPoint (laughs) we're like what I remember you going like Darren so I'm going to go out for like 10 minutes and then I'm going to call you out and I was like okay cool I'm going to go to the top bit and take some photos for Insta and stuff this will be pretty cool I went out for about a minute (laughs) <laughs> yeah you called me up and I'm running I'm running around the back to get down the stairs to be like hey guys do you remember I came out with like a handful of drinks yeah I gave it out to the people that got dragged there
0: yeah any, any boyfriends here been dragged along
1: yep have a fucking beer yeah that was good that was mad I can't believe we got away with so much stuff like that
0: yeah I feel like we're we're getting to the point now where things are gonna have to be a bit more rehearsed a bit more crisp yeah. and if we're gonna continue this trajectory of venues yeah you know, uh, what, for about three years now, I've been joking about selling out the O2.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen for sure. That'll happen for sure. That'll be a good that'd that'll be be good good. night out. You start with the O2, then I'm starting with my shows.
0: We might need to hire like four nightclubs after, and we'll have to do uh, 10 to 11 in one, 11 to 12 to the other, 12 to one, one to You're two. You're going
1: to stay sober?
0: It depends what year it is. <laughs> so we um, I hit 750,000 Insta followers today. I've been sober nearly five weeks. And I sent out the message. I go, if we get a million followers, I'll have a
1: drink. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Like you feel. I feel fine. Yeah, it's good. I don't actually feel any better. Yeah, but isn't it mad that. Yeah, but it's because. But you realise you don't need it. Yeah, like we go out for dinner and
0: we had a really nice steak the other night and I was like, oh, fucking nail a glass of red or have a beer. But then after the. You know, like when you're hungry and you push through hunger, it's exactly like that? Yeah. Then once you're past it, you're like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. And then when I get tired and I get in bed at 10.30, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't have a glass of red. Yeah. And it's just nice to have a clear head all the time. And do you know what? Like, probably have experienced a weird amount of anxiety in the last year, which I think everyone has. And for me, knocking, has, yeah. yeah, knocking booze on the head takes out forty percent of it. Yeah. Because waking up, not remembering stuff, being hungover, making bad decisions when you're drunk, all plays into anxiety, and it doesn't just go
1: away when your hangover's gone. Yeah, but I'll be honest, Bob, everyone around. Everyone around you, not your roommates and stuff, but when you're out and about, people want to drink with you. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna have a drink with James. Let's get fucking smashed. Or when we're out and we meet someone, they're like, let's get smashed. And in my head, I'm like, nah, fam. I wanna wake up and do a walk podcast. <laughs> yeah. I wanna do this and that. Don't get me wrong, events and stuff, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. But I think that's why it's probably a good thing like we're hanging out together. Because lucky, I'm not a big drinker, innit? Yeah. I'm a lightweight, bruv. I'm a I'm a cheap date. I kept okay, doing two beers. He's like, bro, I'm pissed. Mate, it's the Super Drys here, man. I don't know what it is. I wonder if it's if it's the... The Super Drys are... The Super Drys hair it's a low-carb beer, and a, hot, a bottle of Super Dry or pine pint of Super Dry is something like 70 or 80 calories. Something really... Something like, fuck all, cool basically. And the carb content is three or four grams? Or something ridiculous. So I'm thinking, is it because... The carb content is so low, the way it breaks down or something, which is why it hits me so quick.
0: That's interesting. It's an interesting thought process because if there's like barley, wheat or whatever they used to fucking make beer, if that calorie content isn't being broken down in digestion, does alcohol get absorbed into the bloodstream faster? Because apparently the stomach does empty at a rate of calories per, per minute.
1: Yeah, so it would be interesting question for a nutritionist
0: it might be yeah can we'll be open to this it could be the speed in which it hits you but it's obviously not going to give you a surcharge on the booze yeah
1: just how quick it hits but just like anything else there'll be other variables like number one not being the biggest drinker number two uh, I could have had nothing to eat number three the sun being dehydrated like there's so many variables to any sort of topic you talk about and it's not just like one thing so I don't want people to be like oh it's low carb that's how you get drunk quick no there's other things but we're just not certain yet I think the
0: warmer climate for sure do you reckon the thirst for it yeah we're we're, we're trying to well I'm I'm actually going to be kept in the dark about what we do for a million followers but
1: my liver got anxiety
0: the rest
1: of my body's fine but my liver was crying out going don't, yeah, don't hurt me. I think it's way better going large larger, going absolutely mad, and then not doing anything for a long time.
0: This is it. And I was saying to people, they're like, "Oh, but you know, if you give up booze, what are you gonna do and you see your family?" I was like, "I don't drink with my family. I'm, I'm the one driving." Yeah, what's the? P-
1: I don't see the point.
0: It sounds mad, but I like, don't see the point. Yeah, it's that I like. Uh, I like drinking for celebratory reasons. I think that people that are at home that are drinking just for the sake of it, so in lockdown. I think that's, you know, it's all right for me. You're, you're a noosa. You're an all day with your mate. But I do think that is something that people should consider because yeah. upside versus downside, I just don't think you get a good deal. And yeah. that's and that's the exact same way that I see a diet. And someone on the story questions today was like, oh, can you stop telling people it's right to have McDonald's and it's bad for them? I was like, no, because the, the way you should see foods, especially, uh, you know, hedonic foods, fast food or whatever, is if you're having a Big Mac that's 600 calories, you're just not getting a great deal for 600 calories. Yeah. You could go elsewhere and you could have a plate of pineapple fucking, you know, two chicken breasts and a fucking whatever, something else. And I'm not saying it's you, that's what you should do because it's boring, but that's 600 calories to give you this much zinc, this much fiber, this much, this, this much, that, and the big Mac's just not. And so when you look at a diet on the whole, it's about getting good deals from things. Yeah. And if you're going to have a couple of beers on a, a Friday night to help, you know, relax at dinner and enjoy yourself and let down some social barriers. That's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. But drinking at night before you go to bed, negating your sleep, you know, it's just not. And I think people's health from their diet needs to be seen as how good a deal they're getting.
1: Yeah. And it's just, if majority of your diet is going to be higher quality food, if you're going to get more from it, majority of the time, then that's good. And then you can get away with all of that stuff. Because the thing is, because you scream calorie fucking deficit all the time, there's always going to be someone that's going to go, oh, it's not just about calories. Well, technically it is. But the second thing after that is your macros and how important it is what you're actually eating.
0: And people, the the, the harsh thing is people already fucking know this. Yeah, they do. But, <laughs> that people are like, oh, do you? But you're like, mate, you, you know what healthy food is. Oh, can I eat this? You know yeah. if you can fucking eat that.
1: It's, but the thing is, it's sometimes hard for people. So I'm going to say harder for people that are smarter than us, say on the books level, to turn around and go, Motherfucker, this motherfucker, come here. i am been oh, studying. Oh, motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Jay, Jay, I did four years learning to be
0: a dietitian, motherfucker. And you just turn
1: around and make it so simple. It's frustrating. It would be frustrating, oh, mate. But, like, what are you going to do, bruv? Do you know what I mean? It's like simplicity is the most important thing in life. And when people overcomplicate things, and humans, we love to overcomplicate things. Makes you're being
0: smarter as well.
1: You That's do it, I do it. And then someone next to you, you're hoping they go, relax, it's not that bad. And then you're like, oh, thank God. I knew that but thanks for saying (laughs) do you know what I mean and then you just simplify and it's like oh it's not that bad
0: I think um, yeah and I think people often complicate things to look smarter and to push their agendas yeah
1: I mean Let's be honest. We've done it before when we're on the gym floor. We use oh, this is the Hypot- spectrum, hypertrophic. Yeah, hypertrophic, you know, yeah.
0: You know, just getting my sarcoplasmic yeah. tension. This is the from accumulation phase. Yeah. You
1: know, uh, hydrogenized ions are being accumulated from the blood flow restriction occlusion training. Right, that's a madness. Man, we'll be periodizing your twelve weeks training um, to get the most best specific outcome. You know, but um, getting it's heavier, you mean progressive pro-
0: overloading <laughs> for optimal gains. <laughs> it's like when you got sales talk right and people I, we moaned about this the other day I fucking hate sales lingo but they're like oh. moving forward I think there's an opportunity on the line for us to. You know, and you're like fuck off moving <laughs> forward you never be like dad moving forward I think there's an opportunity for you to put two less sugars in my coffee <laughs> like, fuck off no like, hey. I hate this shit I welcome the chance to have a, you know people that email you I've got an opportunity that's come across the
1: table yeah I think we should sit down and have a discussion yeah you. and this is why yeah call me mad for this and I hope no one judges me for this I don't even know what I'm going to say but I'm nervous about it but you know when you give respect yeah to someone stepper. Or stepper it's important that you do but sometimes when you give it to the wrong people they start talking to you like they can overpower you go in on in some things tell me like do you, so for example if I was like hey mate What's your opinion, James? You start talking, and I'm like, bro, cool, I asked for your opinion, but don't try stepping over man like that. Do you get what I mean? In comments, this happens, where you... I've, I've taken you taken a complex, and I've
0: simplified it. Someone's then gone into the comments and been like, well, actually, the mitochondrial response, and I'm like, big man, I'm trying to help people. You've used this yeah. opportunity to get your dick out. Yeah, that's, what I'm, about, that's make, what I'm talking yeah, about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you make yeah. It yourself
1: look like a... Exactly, com- that's what exactly com- what I'm talking about. That's why you've got to be... That's why. When and anyone listen to this, when you ask for advice, yeah, or you want to talk to someone about something, make sure it's someone that you like or they like you or they actually care about you instead of them saying something that's gonna benefit their specific outcome. Which the majority of the time, and it could be your friends, when you're chatting to your friends, a lot of your friends don't want to see you win. Yeah, it's true. It's true, bro. They don't want to see you win. So they're gonna say Certain things. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Market's not good for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you want to lose weight? You're going to look too skinny, lads. Risky time. Shouldn't be doing that in a lockdown. Yeah, fuck off, bitch. Like, you're not.
0: Do you know what I mean? You know, you're like, oh, I want to chase my ambitions and go after something that makes me happy. Oh, the economy's not looking too good. Furlough's going to be up soon.
1: And usually, and it's the sad truth, is that most people, not most people, well, a lot of people, they don't have the balls to take that risk. So therefore they'll try to bring you down as well. Yeah, big time. See this uh like
0: sabotage, uh yeah. relationships. Yeah. I bet when you've been not in not not recent years, but in time in your previous life. Yeah I bet when you were getting fit, it was rubbing.
1: Yeah. Your hair.
0: Mate, I, I felt a bit of resistance like this. When I got lean from my comp in November, um I was oh, I'll just have this, I'll just have this are oh, you being boring. Yeah. And I remember, like, there was a period where I was, I was aggressively getting below 90 kg and I was just tired in the evenings, man. Yeah. I was on low calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget the girl in question goes, Is your libido going to come back soon? Oh, I'd be fuming. <laughs> I'd be fuming. I was like, It's 10 pm. I've done 1600 calories today and trained twice. Yeah. It's not my libido. I'm just fucking tired.
1: That's my manhood. <laughs> yeah. And
0: it, it was a condescending dig yeah. where she wanted me to not be doing what I was doing. Because to be fair,
1: yeah, I was ripped. I guess that also comes down to like the fear of like losing someone. Do you know what I mean? When someone starts, this is why when you outgrow some people, like which is why when you have like a high school sweetheart or whatever, you realise that you outgrow each other, which is normal. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think. I thought I knew myself at 18, bruv. I was just some dickhead with a lot of testosterone, I bruv. thought I knew myself at 29, bruv. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I thought funny, I knew myself I'm at I'm 28, 30. bruv. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And each, every time you keep learning, you keep stepping up. I, f- I just think it's important to have people around you that are going to... Same mentality, I guess. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy because, like, I suppose a lot of people in relationships will... Uh,
0: they'll hang up a lot of their self-worth on what they earn because they haven't got much else to hang yeah. up on as far as status. Yeah. So if you've got an ordinary life, and that's not me saying anything bad about an ordinary life. Ordinary lives Mm. are amazing. I get jealous of ordinary lives all the time. You know when you see like just a happy family doing, you know, living in part of the world, they're there for the rest of their lives. They haven't got as much madness as we have. Sometimes I'm like, good on you. But when they have that, sometimes they're like, all right, one of them's on 40K, one of them's on 50K. And suddenly that person on 40K goes to 60K and it's going to rub the other one up. Yeah. And... That's not something that should rub them up. But with us, I feel that the way our business performs, follow account, and the follow account is arbitrary. Having a lot of followers to me means nothing. Yeah. And it's why I often never bring it into conversations. Yeah. And like, you get a selfie at a restaurant and someone's
1: like, you're famous. I'm like, nah. Yeah. like I'll, you nah. Know, I'm, but imagine like, if I spoke to you like a kid. Like you got, you got I'm you awesome got nearly this. on a million followers, above. I'm, I'm on that awesome. like 190. I'm on this. I'm on that. Come on, bruv. It's just, like, it's the just, the just a number. It's just a number. But and the it, mad thing well. is, People talk to people a certain way from that status, cra- which blows my mind. It's crazy because Hitler had a lot of followers. <laughs> and he was not a good person, was <laughs> he? You
0: know what I mean? Like, you can't just attribute following numbers to being, you know, depict uh, to, to someone's self worth from it. And, you know, I hate the weight people put on my following, especially women when I'm trying to date them. I'm like, you're admiring, in some respects, my marketing machine. I've got this big machine out back that I've been working on for years. Every day I leave the house, I go get my spanners, I yeah. go to the machine and I build it a bit bigger. Yeah. And I'm making it a little bit more efficient. One day I oil it, one day I put a new cog on it, all of this stuff. Right? Yeah. And then I come home from work and I look on my phone, I check my marketing machine yeah. right? and have a little look. But the only thing is this marketing machine just so happens to be in the public limelight. So then when I'm trying to date a girl and people go, oh, you've got followers. I'm like, don't bring my marketing machine in front of me and you. Yeah. Don't put it between us. Yeah, And... I struggled, or I still struggle now, with people making assumptions based off that. And the thing is, it actually can bring out a nasty side of people where I've been, I've dated girls before where they've always had an upper hand on their man, usually, usually because they're fit, right? And they're used to being able to have power plays. And what's really I've struggled with over the years. Is those power plays don't work on me largely because I can see a power play coming? I'll play, I play chess now because I don't care, and I don't care. Yeah, and I'm like, cool, you want to puff your chest, that's fine. I'm going jujitsu, you enjoy doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, but then their power play has to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And this happens, I think, in all relationships, especially if there is that kind of maybe one perception of someone being higher than the other, or they're, they're, they're making up the false notion of you're better because you earn more, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, and then suddenly they'll do. An attempted power play won't get it. attempted power play won't get it. And they might just want affection. They might just want to even the playing field. And again and again. And those prods become stabs. And that
1: stab eventually makes an open wound. But you know what? Sometimes some people, girls and boys, they just want to see the world burn, man. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. Negativity, bruv. People love that. People... They thrive off negativity. You know when someone hears something, oh my god, did you hear what they said? Did you did you hear what did you hear what happened? Boom! Mate. They spent a two. What well, is there's this saying something about small minds talk about people and great minds create. I don't know something like that. But next time you should probably Google it before you mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. See, I ain't doing no research. <laughs> so, there was this
0: there was this girl I knew, right? And I called her the Negatron. Oh my god! And I said I said to Ferris, yeah, bruv
1: that would piss her off. Mate, no, no, she doesn't.
0: She doesn't know. She might listen to this though. <laughs> And uh, I said to Ferris, I was like, mate, I can't stand the neggy vibes coming from this. And he was he was in disagreement. I said, listen, I said, akuté mon ami. And then, like, uh, she came in the room once. She was like, nothing. She said nothing, right? Oh, my God. Did you hear about that nurse that killed herself in the UK from COVID because of how bad COVID was? I was like, yeah, good, thanks. How are you? And Shut then, up. mate, another time, like, every time she came in, first thing out of my mouth was bad news. Oh, I think I'm losing my job. Really? Good thanks. How are you? And like, and you, you're, you're right. Some people thrive in negativity. You got, a as Aunt Middleton would say, just put a positive mindset, <laughs> and you'll be fine.
1: Man, like Aunt Middleton, that just turn
0: funny. a negative mindset
1: fa- into a positive. I mindset. found it. I found it. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. It's banging, isn't That's banging in it. It's quite good. Yeah, buff. I like that. It gasses me. I don't know why I get a tingle in my balls. <laughs> Probably from the lack of action you <laughs> had. Yeah. <laughs> Probably from all the happy tissues. Be I mean. Happy tissues, man. Um, yeah, man. For real. I think you just got to remove your, remove, um, not Nick, you just got to change your environment. I think your environment is so important. I think that, basically, the point I was making is there's these, these playing fields
0: where people create their own assumptions based off their own metrics and values where for some people it's, who earns the most for other people It's who's got the most followers for other people. It's how expensive their car is for others. It's what trainers they wear and people just need to fucking leave it because yeah. you might both be in different places and you can't quantify someone as a person based on an arbitrary number on yeah. the trick.
1: That's why you got to ask yourself like, um, when you chat to someone, would you like them if none of that was there? Yeah. And Joe, you i know I think about this all the time. Would you? Yeah. Like you know when, I
0: mean? when so girls chat to you and they're like, uh you know oh guys oh love your stuff you're like hmm wonder if but to be fair like I, i'd like to think i was quite an interesting person
1: before yeah well Everything. i took you for a coffee this when, is true do you know what i mean this is true thought oh. you were right then i changed my mind but that's a different story <laughs> i'm
0: joking <laughs> that's for another podcast
1: <laughs> that's for another podcast i think we should uh before getting into some of the questions
0: you've been asked like with the fair points we'd update people on our lingo like we'd be like, oh, new to this, you know, like we'd like yeah. say someone was like talking about something all the time. We'd yeah. Be like, so there are two new things we're saying at the moment. The first one is
1: confusing times. Yeah, man. I, I think I just come out with the most random things sometimes. I don't know if it's the London side of me. I just.
0: So like, so for any of you at home, feel free to throw this into your stories, throw this into anything. When someone says something, they could be like, oh, apparently the weather's supposed to warm up by five degrees tomorrow. You just drop in confusing
1: times it's like the time when someone says something and you're like you kind of don't care but you're like right that's crazy so uh, before Aussies, Aussies for this we go far out oh oh yeah, yeah yeah. so they're
0: like oh yeah the weather's going to get better like, oh yeah far out tell you what Smith it's a day for it <laughs> someone goes day for you could like just throw it in so guys wherever you are like actually I'll tell you what on your stories try and record like your partner or whatever you're at home with wait for them to tell you something then just record back again. confusing times confusing times you know it's mad <laughs>
1: The other one? What's the other one? It's a snake. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. The other one we're going to tell him, uh is
1: uh, there's a few, brother. Now,
0: nah, what's the main two we've been doing? Confusing times. What else we've we been saying to
1: everything? I just keep calling everything a snake. Tell, tell them about that. I'm thinking about what I, I don't know. It's just a London. I don't. Think, I guess it's just a London thing. When you're younger, like all the boys, they'll see something. Oh my days, brother! That's a snake. It's like an ant. <laughs> Do you know I mean, it's like, because London, you're like in a concrete jungle, so anytime you see I saw some lizards as well. Yesterday. Oh my days, that was mad. That was a dinosaur, bruv, slash snake.
0: Fuck, I've really forgotten the second thing we've been saying. I was literally on the tip of my tongue. Day for it? Nah, 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 nah. We say confusing times. What's the other thing we've been saying since we started
1: mad. being on the road together? Mad. Nah, it'll come to me. It'll come. It'll come me. Did you put questions up? Yeah, I swear, See? mate. You, I swear to God, the amount of times I'll show you shit when you're on your laptop, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, because guess what? I'm doing me in it. I need to do my. I mean, this guy about Chinese shit, guys. <laughs> uh, honest opinion of girls being on
0: OnlyFans. <laughs> do you know what? Like, I'm, I'm, through, I'm gonna throw
1: this out there. I think people are just fucking jealous. Bro, you, listen. You got to do what you got to do. But. If it was my daughter, I'll be having words. I'm not going to lie, bruv. That's straight up. Like, if my sister did that, getting a slip off from my dad I think my mum. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I, I completely uh, appreciate that. But I don't judge. Like, I'm not judging sure. at all. It's at mad, all. right? Because
0: cause so many people come from this, I i not going to cop some shit for this, right? Sometimes you say stuff like that, and you're like, if it was my daughter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: I was thinking this about the obesity debate that I got caught up in a few weeks ago. Yeah. Those girls on the front cover of the magazines, people this is healthy. You know, irrespective of your following irrespective of a movement, your anti-diet culture, whatever it is, irrespective of the, the fact that you're on the front cover of Cosmopolitan, I always think to myself, what do the parents honestly think? Because you can stand up for obesity and you can protect people and you can praise health at every size, but who in their right mind would be in a place where it goes, I don't mind if my daughter's 20 stone. You know what I mean? And and I could be wrong with this, I'm not saying it's from a place of objectivity, this is my opinion, but I don't think people are thinking like that. And a lot of what I do, a lot of what I do, I always keep my parents in mind. And I'm sure you do the same.
1: Yeah, always. But I think a lot of the people that um, push that movement, promote that movement, all those videos that I was doing during lockdown, when I put them little panties on and that, when I was like, taking the piss out of those fake body oh positivity. my god I
0: love my roles you're like you're you're fucking 10 pounds overweight you are a normal human being you
1: are normal and actually human do you being. know what the
0: normal human beings so they're not 10 pounds overweight they've got a normal fucking physique yeah. they're 10 pounds overweight from what they used
1: to yeah. look like but they're just jumping on a wave and I don't believe it it's fake I can see it but if I'm good with fake people yeah. I can see it man and I'm like nah that's fake because you're just jumping on another thing uh, but, uh, body power isn't inviting you to events no more so what do you do I know Go I'm going to jump way. on completely other way Don't worry about me having a lean six-pack where I've stood on fucking stage and ate 1,200 calories every single day just for a photo. But now I'm going to flip the script, jump up and down, do a fucking slow-mo so I look like I've got cellulite when really your butt is peachy.
0: (laughs) These are just normal people trying to, you know, they're like, wow, I can get loads of double taps without having to restrict food. And I'm about that. Oi, they
1: get some good engagement, man.
0: But back to the OnlyFans thing. Of course, I don't think that you can really say, oh, I wouldn't want my daughter to do it. And do you know what? This, The thing with OnlyFans is, you know, <laughs> you can talk about objectification. We're talking about OnlyFans and the setting of people dropping their pants. Some people do it for actual paid content. Yeah. Like, you could use OnlyFans to sell workouts.
1: Um, OnlyFans is splashing that big cash on big celebrities in America. I think Cardi B and To make it seem less like a porno platform. I'm pretty sure now that they just a lot of them are trying to use it as a platform itself. For like, any of you considering it if you upload your uh pictures to OnlyFans, they then belong to OnlyFans. Yeah. And and again that's some of those things people don't know. Hence why I think it's always beneficial to create your own platform. Yeah. And with the kind of
0: OnlyFans being on there doing what they're doing if they're making money and it's helping them get through a pandemic, it's helping them get through employment, I think that's great. And you know what? I've I've always been very pro a lot of things like uh, gay relationships. I'm all about it because people should be able to do what the fuck they want. And actually, I, I think about, you know, escorting, adult work. Uh, No, no, I mean like prostitution, sex workers. Every time I say prostitution, uh, you know, I love Ricky Gervais and Afterlife. Sex worker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I think that should be fine because at the end of the day, we've got people that potentially want that. We've got people that want to give the service. I think that we should be uh, governing that business, ensuring people are kept safe and that their methods of practice are adhered to a high standard because then both people can get what they want. And similar to drug use, I think that everything should be legalized and we should then govern the health, the mental health of people that are participating in it. And like everything else, like ta- taxable, tobacco, cigarettes, alcohol, if you can, you can go buy two bottles of whiskey and if you neck them, you probably kill yourself, you know, big enough bottles. Yeah. Cigarettes, literally the number one avoidable cause of cancer. Yeah, that's fine. I think with, pe- people should be able to do what they want, especially if they're an adult. Yeah, yeah, and that should be looked over in, in a better way and with OnlyFans I think that if people can make an honest living for it and it can give them the freedom to travel um, you know in essence it could be a lot safer yeah. than other means of making money in that nature
1: the thing is I, I don't think um, we're anyone to judge what anyone does yeah do you know what I mean so you can do whatever you like right I'll, but what I would do is ask yourself and think about how much jevy has this got.
0: Yeah, so like if you... Let's say you
1: were doing it... So Are you going to be disappointed as soon as you hit a certain peak and go, shit, money's not coming in. And it's going to be a bit like bodybuilding, physiques in bodybuilding.
0: I think that if you're if you're smart, uh, and this isn't us giving life advice to people on OnlyFans, but kind of is. <laughs> but like, if, if you were smart, you would earn the money, spend it, study a videography course. Do... A master's, uh, maybe do a tutorial on like learn business or anything like that. You could go on OnlyFans, then sell a course to teach other young girls how to use Only. I'm not saying this is a good idea. To show them how to do it, you know how to respect their privacy, how to run a business. Basically, model, invest to, in yourself. Yeah, like, and yeah. then and then get in, get out. You think that yeah. For, in the similar respects, when we did personal training, we did our years on the floor.
1: Yeah. Then got out, and the same thing. You could say to someone, "Do you really want to be 55 working on a gym floor?" Exactly. Yeah, and but you know what. I love all your profiles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and um, th- I think no two are the same, but yeah, I don't, I certainly don't think we'd be shaming anyone for it. At the end of the day, no, they're, not they're offering a service behind closed wall. You know, even prostitution is the oldest profession in a human existence. Um, so if people wanna whip their kit off to make money, then absolutely fucking straightforward because I think the people that work in strip clubs aren't often looked after that by their employers too well. No, no, no. I no. think that, you know, in a world with sex trafficking, yeah, prostitution, pimping, all of this stuff. Sex worker. Sex worker. <laughs> yeah. If someone wants to stay in a flat and they pay for their rent by being in front of a camera, I think all them. Yeah. I think that was quite a, a mature response. That was,
1: yeah. Um What's the battery saying? Is all right. Yeah, we're good. We're good.
0: Uh, When are you moving to Queensland? I actually, I fucking love Queensland.
1: I love I'm not going to lie. I think I've got, uh, for people that don't know, I spent a lot of time in Sydney. First time I went to Sydney, I was actually 17 years old. So I was in and out Australia quite a few times. And then I've probably done a full of about four years in in Sydney in total, which is quite a bit of time. But I've always been attached to there. And this time I obviously came there. I came there first for the for the shows did my quarantine to see my friends see you Lord and all of that but now after seeing other parts of Australia Queensland especially especially here mate I love it it's a bit more I thought Sydney was chilled is not chilled (laughs) (laughs) the last the last couple
0: years um, I said this about a year ago I was like Sydney feels too busy and the last couple months I've been going down the coast a bit and uh, I've been I always used to escape to Brisbane and stuff but I've always said I'm a Queenslander in the making Yeah. Uh,
1: should I be fortunate enough to get permanent residency I'll be done in Sydney I think for people like us I think Brisbane would be the next because it's like kind of downgrading from a bigger city Going a little bit more chilled. It's like going from London to Manchester. Yeah. It's a better city. It's just not the one everyone talks Man, about. It's so much cheaper as well. And yeah, do you know
0: what? It's not even that it's cheaper, it's better value. And I do think there's a difference. Yeah. Something cheap I associate with poor quality, you know, all of that. Yeah. Better value, I'm saying it's equally great, but costs less. Yeah. So that could fair. be quite condescending. But I don't think Manchester's no, that's cheap. Fair. I think it's better value. Yeah. Because I, I, I wouldn't ever like to call something cheap that I like.
1: Yeah, fair.
0: Donne is cheap. Donne is kind of cool. It's coming back.
1: Donne is coming back.
0: Do you know what? I, um, sure. I really wanted to get a North Face Gucci t-shirt this week. You know, talking to Donne, North Face, a partnered with Gucci, and I, I, I want to hate it, but I fucking love it. Oh man.
1: It's your Dubai Starter kit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that hurt. That hurt. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> footballer mate. innit yeah mate I wanted to be a footballer everything I did was for football and then I realised Darren I don't think you're good enough <laughs> do you know what? I've I've said this before not being great at rugby was the best thing that's ever happened to me yeah.
0: yeah and I think that anyone with ambitions really needs to hear that because if I was do you know what I, I trialed a club in National 1 which was 2 below the Prem. I got a contract but I didn't really play first grade Then National 2 and National 3, so that would be like League 4, 5. I did play, and it was hard work. If I'd been fitter, faster, bigger, and I'd got in first grade for National 1, or even like, you know, on the fucking team sheet for a championship club, it would have been the worst thing in the world because they would have offered me £20,000 a year, maybe even less, £15,000 a year to go full-time, and I would have creamed my pants and done it. Yeah. then I would have done that between the ages of 23 and 33 Yeah. and then if I got injured yeah. dropped whatever I'm now in my 30s with no relevance I'd have to go do you know what I'd have to go to like a, a banking you know like an insurance company in London yeah. where there's a load of ex-retired rugby players that will start getting because that's what they end up doing there's like little groups of former ex-rugby players that go work in the city, put a suit on, work in brokering or like insurance or sales. Yeah. And they're like, oh my mate, yeah, he fucking played at Blackheath, Top back row player. We'll get him in. We'll get him on the phones. You know, and that would have been me. And, and because just like you, I was like, I'm I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to get into the working world. It was the best thing that ever happened.
1: But I think like one of the things when you're doing that is, because I, I, I started working in the gym early. I always, I loved the PT side of things and I loved coaching but I never saw it as I was so focused on one thing you forget about everything else that you're good at yeah and sometimes it takes a big thing for you to realise that and for me that was in Australia when I was 25 imagine I got a pro contract told my plantar fascia cried in the car after going what did I do wrong why me (laughs) you know what I mean and then I was like you know what I'm going to start pushing uh, start taking personal training to the next level, going mad online and all that stuff. And then, so when I started focusing on that, gave all my energy to that because people don't realise even when you're playing non-league, semi-professional which with whatever sport, you're giving away four or five nights of your week. The majority of week. majority of the week. You know, so it's, it's a lot of effort and when you take that energy and discipline and put it to something that you're even slightly good at, boom. Do you know, when, when I first met you, it was apparently
0: clear that your strengths were communication, negotiation. I, I was like, whoa. And like on the gym floor, i never forget you IDing girls at spin class. Darren's just walking past. He's like, girls, ID, whip them out. And they were like, what? It's a spin class. He's like, I need your ID. And they're like, we don't have it. We'll go get it. And there's a term around. He was like, no, I'll let you off. Give me a number. I'll book you in for a free session. And they just gave you their numbers. And I stood there like, what the fuck just happened? And um, good times. Yeah, mate. Like, although we love training, I think that we've got a. You know, PTs is something we're great at, but we're also good at communicating because there are people out there that are probably better personal trainers than us that just couldn't talk to a fucking Mate, cardboard box. I love
1: people. Yeah. Like, you know when like you say something to someone and you see them, they're like that light bulb moment in their eyes and they're like, oh my God, I get it. That gives me such a buzz. Like, yeah, I told you that. Do you know what I mean? And I think the only way, the best way to be able to do that is by communicating with people. And I think people need to remember that conversations and talking to different sorts of people is one of the best ways I think you can learn. Do you know what I mean? Someone's um, said, no hate, genuine
0: comment, noticed repost lately. Is it useful for generating engagement in business? So for any of you that run your own business, run a personal training business, physio business, even a fucking hairdresser business, I will be doing business to business talks uh, when COVID dies down a bit. The business to business talk is where I sit down, we we fucking work, it's about a six hour talk where I pretty much roast the fuck out of you uh to improve your business. <coughs> and so if you ask me this at the B2B event, I would say to you, number one, reposting is a fantastic thing. So number sorry. we we have a mute button in in future. It's it's too far. Neat down twenty four seven. In the future. So like um only about ten percent of your followers will ever are right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Do you want to keep touching your mic? It's like fucking I'm sunny here. <laughs> really? I'm way funnier, bro. I was going to clip this bit and do it as a social media content post, all <laughs> right? Do it. So I need some good uh, akute. <laughs> Thanks. So only about 10% of your following will see any of your posts on a good day. If it's a bit of a shit post, maybe 5%. And on a really good day, maybe 15 or 20%. So if you think that every single person that follows you will see your posts, you're being naive. So... If you were someone that was producing content, I would say you need to produce at least one good post a day. If you cannot produce one good post a day, then quit your fucking job and go do something else. Because if you cannot come up with one piece of content for your business in a day, you're in the wrong fucking job. Now, that would take your post frequency to one per day, 365 per year. If you were to post one new piece of content and one old piece of content, you would double your posting frequency, 50% more content a day. Over the course of years, that is a lot more. If you're giving enough value within your social media posts, your following that you cultivate through giving one to two posts a day, won't mind if they see it twice because they understand what you're doing. It's not like if you put a billboard by a motorway, you just put it in one place and expect everyone to fucking see it. When cultivating and building a brand, it's important that people see your offering more than once. And if people take value from what you are putting out there, they don't mind seeing it again. I often will watch a movie for the second time with Diren just to enjoy the fact he's seeing it for the first time. So with that in mind, reposting content is a fantastic tool to upregulate the frequency in which you post. And more often than not, you tap into other people in your audience who haven't seen it. The majority, Not the majority. In fact, every single one of my posts that has gone viral only went viral on its fourth or fifth repost. And you even find that some people will see that repost, they've already seen it, and they'll share it within the first minute it goes out because they know what it did for them, and they know that it could do that for other people <coughs> that are watching. So yes, repost. So many people think, oh my God, he's re-putting out bad content. And if you are the person that, sees that and goes, oh my he's, he's put that out before, then you want to get rid of these people because they will never buy your product, they'll never buy into you, they'll never buy your books and they're just going to waste your fucking time and complain all the time. My name is James Smith and thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that was good. Thanks. One more thing. Sometimes it takes hearing something a hundred fucking times before you start applying it. So he's been screaming calorie deficit for the last however fucking long. I've been screaming it up 24-7 and people still don't get it. And you have to tell them every single day. And although it might not benefit you, it's probably going to benefit thousands of other people. And even if it just benefits one, it's worth it. Exactly. Because you're still potentially changing someone's thought process and helping them understand whatever it is that you're explaining in the video. Hence why you should always be firing shots on socials to be able to reach out to different sort of people. And yeah, bruv. Your female fat loss. I know that after... Fifth time. Fifth time, it popped. Do you know what I mean? And
0: yeah... And I remember with Female Fat Loss, and this is something as well I speak about in the Business to Business event. Fifth time I shared it, this woman um, messaged me. And she was like, oh, I really like your video. Can you send me the link? I'd love to share it. And I was hungover. I was on the sofa. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. But I got up. I found her the link. I gave it to her. It's in like a Facebook chat. And then the next day I woke up to 14,000 new Facebook followers. It turned out this chick was some mega influencer in LA. And ever since that happened in 2017, my us following has almost all come from that one very person. Bro. That that's It's a butterfly effect, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's what happened to me with the, you know, when I was taking the piss out of the fake influencers, the American body confidence scene saw it, they all shared it, which is why my following went boom like that. You never know who's going to see it. If you're
0: if you're a boxer, right? and you're throwing,
1: like if you, if you wake
0: up and you're like, oh, getting a new content piece today, you're a boxer that's thrown absolutely zero punches and you're not going to win a round in boxing or get a knockout unless you make contact. So even though you throw a jab and it gets parried, even if you throw a fucking cross and it gets blocked, you have to constantly be putting out punches. And the best thing about throwing punches in boxing is if you keep landing them on someone, they're not going to have the ability to punch back. Awesome. Awesome. Have you ever banged the same woman? No, no. Uh, I don't do them things, though. What made you laugh out loud today? Darren's intro to the tour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Darren was going through some of the things he's going to say in the opening part. You season. know what? It's the first time I'm actually writing stuff down. <laughs> when it comes to this sort of stuff. Because it's just like... Just going freeboard, helping.
0: thing. How do I convince my friends to come to IFS with me? Uh,
1: IFS is awesome. The last one we went to is probably one of the best weekends I've had in my life. Mate, that was unreal. And you know what? If they... Try convince them. If you if you can't convince them, there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of people that go on their own and make a lot of new friends. I think one of the best things about like this event, these events, is that the community aspect. There are a lot of people that are same like minded as yourself, and they're all looking to meet and see and make new friends. You'll probably
0: have a better time with the other people that travel alone as well, because they're going to be like you. And when backpacking around the world, I always the people that I'll have a better connection with someone that's traveling on their own than a group. You know why? Because you have a sense of shared vulnerability.
1: That, as well as you know that if I... Okay, say if you and me went somewhere, right? I did something that's not really different. Like, there's going to be an element of you judging me. Like, what are you doing, bro? That's not you, bro. When I'm on my own, bro, I can be anyone. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's no judgment. I'm not saying you would, but I'm saying sometimes you need to remove yourself from that sort of crowd to kind of, I don't know, be open to be like a different version of yourself.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And if you... If you're like floating about on your own, you come over and talk to us. We'll be like, come. Yeah. Walk, walk with us. Yeah. If you're like, We'll we'll make an effort and so will everyone else um, to, to make you feel comfortable. If you can't get... If, if you need to... I always say this when inviting people out for a night out. If you really need to twist someone's arm to join you, don't invite them. Because then you feel pressure. And also, yeah. And also, you know, I look back at people. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I don't want you on that fucking night out anymore because you're bringing your negative energy. you negatron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you got Australian residency? Darren does. I do not. I'm trying my very hardest.
1: Um, You know what? If I could, yeah, I'll just give it to you. I know. Uh, I'm not even fussed.
0: I might give some insight to that on the talk, on the tour. Um, Got some interesting one here, but they're kind of big questions. Your take on Matt Does Fitness. That was a dude with a very similar book cover. He's got
1: a good good YouTube following. Bruv. I looked at his stuff after I was bantering him then he started following me and I was like oh respect bro. yeah he's a, he's a really nice guy I, and his YouTube stuff is good man he but he's one of these guys that I just you can tell he's, he's done his time in the fitness industry yeah. and I feel like with that book cover and stuff I don't think it was his fault That no, it was uh, Penguin yeah exactly and you know what yeah exactly and it was probably one of those things like he's like probably got a million things to do he's like yeah whatever cool yeah. whatever do you know what I mean so there's no animosity between us no but I had to do that story it was funny yeah it was funny um, let's have
0: a look people saying too much fruit is a thing discussed. this comes from people that really don't understand nutrition yeah. like uh, fruit does contain sugar but we were saying this the other day, we, we like sugar it's like, the best man like, <laughs> not like Tate and Lyle putting it in everything But and I don't even like the classifications of refined sugar and processed sugars
1: bro, every time I've noticed when someone is say severely overweight it's n- usually when you pay attention to their diet, it's usually high fat. And this is not, it is all about energy balance. But what I'm saying is fats in general, fried foods, takeaways, curries, chicken nuggets, is higher in calories per gram than to say carbohydrates and protein, which is four calories per gram. Fats is nine, nine. So it's a lot of obese people that have these super, and like if you're eating Twinkies, people are
0: sugar, but it's not just sugar. There's a, there's quite a lot of fat going on there as well. And you know, the the main thing is that we, especially when we're active, crave carbohydrates. And to be honest, pasta, rice, for me, I don't like eating that for energy. When I can have cereal, when I can have a powerade after a really yeah. powerful, like really strong jujitsu session, and glucose in itself, if if you're not battling energy balance, is a powerful tool. Yeah few sweets at half time yeah. when you're playing football.
1: Yeah. And one thing I will say is when some people are saying this about fruit or any sort of subject, I would ask yourself why you're not paying them to get their advice. Because they probably don't know what they're talking about.
0: If you, uh, you people go, oh, can I eat pineapple? <laughs> no, it's got loads of sugar in it. 100 calories of pineapple is a lot of fucking pineapple. It's a
1: lot. And it's high volume. Yeah. So, you're going to feel
0: full. Whereas it, it makes you salivate and you're like, oh my God, this is juicy. Oh, I'm salivating now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going yeah, to get some fruit at lunch. And um, yeah, like fruit is great. And I mean, uh, me personally, when I go into like dieting phase, I eat a lot of protein, which is usually mince or chicken. Yeah. And I usually just have that with a bit of veg, whether it's peas, whether, yeah. whether it's carrots. I love frozen veg. Eating vegetables, protein, and carbohydrates in one sitting is too much for me. So, yeah. I often have very lean meals. And then I snack on fruit,
1: cereal. You do, yeah. But you also have a very high protein intake when you are cutting, which is why it's so important. 200,
0: 300 grams of protein a day. People yeah. say to me that, like, oh, 100 and too yeah. much. I'm like, I'm, I hit 300.
1: Yeah. The one thing about carbohydrates is why there's an issue. majority of the time is when you have a high intake of carbohydrates, you're going to retain more water, hence why it's got a bit of a bad kind of Well, yeah, and it's, not, it's not bloating. It's literally glycogen. It's not bloating, yeah. And the only reason you get affected by it is because you jump on a scale and go, oh, my fucking God. i
0: lost three kilograms. Yeah,
1: do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um.
0: All right. Uh, how long have you known each other? 2017, middle of 2017 we me, met. Yeah, Coming up to the middle of 2021 Fuck Four years But we've done a lot
1: We've done a lot
0: Two tours in the UK One tour in Australia Bali
1: Probably five times that's together mad, And that's your tours buff. My things are coming Get yeah, ready Durant's, bruv. Durant's tours are going to be sick I can't wait man That's going to I'm buzzing for it Pure energy bruv uh, We've done what San Fran LA San Diego I'm going to do a madness i like Sir, i might shoot Ali or something From the little rock You know those little <laughs> <laughs> Into the crowd Boom <laughs> And then have like a little net And then dance yeah.
0: I hope you're doing it at Clapham Ground for some reason. For your event, I've got a Clapham Ground pictures. Bro,
1: I love Clapham Ground. It feels like it feels comfortable. I f- yeah, remember what? The Was it the Christmas shows we did there first,
0: mate? Your when it's your live event, I'm getting
1: smashed. You're getting smashed, bro. 100.
0: Um, fears and phobias. Uh, spiders. Uh, is that a fear? It's fucking both, man. There's a there's a big one outside, and I started googling Queensland spiders. And it legitimately made me feel ill. For I you? hate crabs. Yeah. If there were like an infestation of crabs to come in here, yeah. I'd be like, Just kill me.
1: I hate spiders as well, but snakes freak me out even
0: more. So what, snakes are not so bad. I had a python around my neck uh, when I was in Israel once. Ledger yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: See, that, that I'll do. I did that as well. Oh, like once. a tame one. Yeah, yeah, like a tame one. But you see them little slimy ones and it's out in the wild. And if it pops his head up and looks at you, are you mad, brother? But well, this is
0: the weird thing. If you feel a snake, they're dry. They look wet, but they're dry when you feel their scales. When they put it on me, I couldn't believe how dry it was. How do we get that product for the hair? <laughs> <laughs> dry, dry, but wet look. <laughs> what time do you wake up every day? We get up quite
1: early. You're up at like 4.30 today. Yeah. But usually i say we get up at 6, 6, 7. Six, seven. Mm. My favourite thing about Australia is that everyone is up early doors. Early doors. Like, usually we would have gone for a swim by now, but today we had a lot of work to do. But, um, yeah, early.
0: Um... Do you see yourself as alpha males? What are your thoughts on misogyny? Alpha males. See, like I think alpha can be protruded as like a negative thing. And misogyny, you know, it's a fucking complex subject. But John, I I would say we see ourselves more like leaders.
1: Yeah, I would ask you what you see me as. That's what I would ask. And then whatever that answer is, whatever, because the thing is, like you have to be. uh, I don't know if alpha or whatever is the wrong term or what. But the thing is. It's hard to it's hard to we say. We said this it? the
0: other day, where like if we, we always refer back to living in primal times, but you have to be like and, a lion. And if we, if we were like hunter gatherers, I would definitely have something to do with bringing people together and get them to do stuff. Yeah, I'd probably be invading other camps to eat their food. But yeah. like you know, I w- I wouldn't be someone that just sits back and takes orders, and that's not a bad thing. Nice. No, but not. I don't think it's an alpha thing. I think that from a personality standpoint, we're six foot. We've probably got good levels of androgens who's testosterone. asking that? just some some okay. person sometimes sometimes
1: she like I was misogynistic to call me a bird. Yeah. but I can't you see those conversations I get really confused because you know anytime I say something I'm always like it comes from a good place so I, sometimes I might say the wrong words right it could be a language thing it could be whatever it is I think it's so important whoever is saying it is where it comes from
0: and I think that if anyone so for instance let's, let's answer it this way this way if we were having dinner and you heard a man speak in a misogynistic way about a woman. Actually, I've seen you this before. Someone has degraded a woman or objectified them. You've been like, don't talk about it like that. Like even when people talk about their own
1: girlfriends, I've seen bro, them step in. I do not. I hate that when people give me DLs about oh yeah, bro, I did this. I'm not like, bro, that's your wife. You don't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. And I see her and we have a drink together. I don't want to think about you doing that to her. I just don't want to think about. that. I think
0: we've had a couple of fanboys once. They were like saying stuff, and you're like, Mate, Nah. You're like, I'm gonna stop you now. Don't talk about. It like yeah, that. I yeah. said that. Yeah. I said that a
1: few times. I'm like, you're not at that level, bro. Relax. Yeah, I like you're
0: trying that. to say it to impress us, and it's
1: not impressing us. Yeah, because you know what? I think I think it comes from like. A Bit of a Turkish thing, like my cousins and that. I would say they're alpha males. I would say they're alpha males. The Turkish
0: oil wrestlers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Turkish oil wrestlers. Do I do the old oil check in it? Yeah, it's a finger in the ass, isn't it? Apparently, there's a pocket in the pants. I didn't even know. That's
0: Is, what is it really?
1: Yeah, I don't know. You're yeah, gone. Go
0: uh, do you guys agree on what happens to us when we die? This would be an interesting one. To me, mm. I think it's lights out.
1: Oh. To me. I think it's lights out, but I hope it's not.
0: For me, I, I kind of do hope it's lights out. I'll be tired at that point. I'll be ready to just be done. And that's what I think is a beautiful thing about having children. Because you can just be like, do you know what? Like, you don't get to live on the selfish you to live in their body. They've got their own thing. Yeah. So that's why you can pass on life. And then you keep the flame going. Yeah. But I think there's, there's something kind of cool about bowing out.
1: As in make the most of your life in it instead yeah, 100%. of yeah. what about if man like Elon Musk does a madness because he'll be and if you can put your conscience into i don't know some robot or something.
0: i think I think you know for millions of years it's gone that way. I think why would I be special to do anything more? you know you keep me alive for a thousand years, I'm a fuck up at some point. You give me 70 or 80, I reckon I can make it out with a clean bill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a hero. You keep me alive for a thousand years, I go out as a villain. Bro, 100%. Got enough time to change my mind. (laughs) Start going after fat people. (laughs) That's a joke.
1: Love you, had to clarify that. Uh, All
0: right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, Some of these questions are so fucking... Would you ever date an Indian Asian girl? Do you know, I've dated an Indian girl before. Her name was Zaisha, and um,
1: not just anyone, but uh, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very attracted to Asians. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but> again, like <laughs> I know. you know what was funny for us? when we were in Singapore. <laughs> when we were in Singapore, got yeah. the fever. Yeah, you got, yeah. You, you, it's not even you got the fever. I've never seen anything like this. Like walking down the street, yeah. And I'm seeing, like, short little Asian girls, like, coming up to Smith. And I'm thinking, rawr, is this guy a god here?" I was like, what's going on, bro? But uh, do you remember how funny it was? Take my number, take my number. Hit me up, hit me up. And I, I was like... it's because I was blonde. Mate, yeah. And you're big there. <laughs> you're, we're big there. You, we're big in Asia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physically. <laughs> 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 just, to, just to clarify.
0: How do you have so much confidence? What's your secret? I have grew a lot of this in the not a life coach but confidence is something you project it's not something you have
1: yeah and then you just become it Be- yeah you, And the, and the onset very much begins with you just got not i guess i think you just got not do your best not to care about what other people's opinions are or share f- what you're gonna say because i think that's one of the things that hold you back and make you look less confident when you're saying something because you're worried about what someone might say
0: it takes um uh, mm. it takes a lot to not care and takes yeah. a lot to be yourself but do you know what you know some people meditate and get themselves all in order to start the day like confidence is something you just got to decide who you're going to be and just be that person yeah the things both you do and appreciate most in life you first
1: I love my work man I'm mm. not going to lie I just appreciate that. I've found something that early on PT and going from PT earning my stripes to doing what I do now I love doing this podcasts emails Creating a video, just having fun, you know. Uh, that's what I'm thankful for, grateful for.
0: Same. The fact that we uh, we went for dinner last night and we took our laptops and we sat there watching the sunset. Uh, not even at a sunset spot, just watched it get dark around us. Having yeah. a kombucha and we we're just having we we're we we're like pigs and shit. Yeah. Uh, Who's Willy is bigger? I've never seen Darren's erect penis. Same. He's never seen mine. Same. Uh, we're very respectful. We cover up even if we walk into children's rooms naked. Yeah. We cup. Yeah which is um, a favourite pair of shoes I've developed a naughty sneaker collection this year and I've got a pair, they've been on the story a couple of times I'll be wearing them for the live shows in Brisbane and Melbourne depends how carried away I get there could be a new pair for Adelaide
1: (laughs) but um, what's your favourite pair? Uh, Do you own them yet? I don't think I, me. I don't know. I love so many different sorts of ones, which is why I worked in JD Sports because I love trainers. But now I can afford being able to get a little bit more bougie ones. I like my Yeezys at the minute, but I do want to get a pair of Off White's at some point. At some point.
0: Yeah, that's the pair I've got. Wait till you see it. Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh, here's an interesting one. What are your opinions on porn? Good or bad?
1: Yeah, decent buff. I'm completely in quarantine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an interesting one. I think that, you know, for me it's one thing when you do look at like future generations and kids but I think it can unfairly depict what sex is and I do worry about like the world we live with. I dial up when I started watching porn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> AOL thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you know, it was porn was pictures when I started. But my, I thought my porn was watching Eurotrash when I was a kid. But <laughs> Channel 4 after 11 or something.
0: Waking up, staying up for two hours to see a tit. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, a,
1: it's an interesting one.
0: I'm still not sure what my thoughts of porn are
1: porn. Well, my thoughts are... Like, I do like it. Or the girls. If your boyfriend's watching porn, let him live. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> girls watch it. Yeah, well. I know, I know. But I've had, I've had situations where I've got in trouble. And I'm like, what, man? <laughs> let me live. But... um yeah, I think it's. I think I don't think there's any problem with it at all.
0: Someone says is the Earth flat or round? I hate that shit. People are like, look at the look at any other planet through a telescope and take a fucking hint. Mate, people
1: love conspiracies.
0: Bio, like you can get a telescope and you can see Jupiter round. Mars yes, round. Uranus round. Sun round. There's literally a billion, 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 zillion. But if I can
1: see a curve when I look in the ocean.
0: Right. <laughs> <Wait>, oh, <okay. laughs> um. I'll wrap this up in a bit but I'm actually enjoying these kind of questions Uh, fucking hell some of these are minging some of these are well
1: really? yeah can I have a look? like um, where was it? that one there oh my days no that's dirty yeah I know
0: what a fucking dickhead Um, people saying what the most irritative habits not really that opinion on Coke Zero I love Coke Zero it tastes way better than Diet
1: Coke I don't know you know you like Diet Coke. Don't you? I like that. You know why I always say Diet Coke because for some reason not everyone's got to Coke Zero. I like
0: it. When you ask for Diet Coke, they go, "Coke Zero, right?" Yes. <laughs> is Pepsi right? No. no. But would take it. Yeah. All right. Last couple of questions. Can your academy help with binge eating? It could, but is it going to help with binge eating disorder? Probably want to work with a specialist on that one. Um, people, it's tough, isn't it? If you've got an eating disorder, you need to see a specialist. But in some respect, everyone's got some form of disordered eating. So you can't rule out everyone. You can't say,
1: this is the thing. Like, you, There's so many like levels to that. It's like, do we have the power to help that person? Most likely. But you just need to be careful. So, if someone's going to come
0: through the door and do business with either of us, you you can't mask a genuine bona fide eating disorder. Uh, you've got to be quite open with that and appreciate where you need help. But again... So many of the clients that I have helped and so many clients that you've helped have had binge eating issues, have had yeah. under eating issues and we have helped them. Yeah. So it's kind of a difficult one. It's like someone going, you know, I'm depressed, exercise will help, We you write me a program? We're like, well, you need to actually seek professional yeah. help. We can, we can give you a program and yeah. it will help.
1: Probably. But there's also the opposite side of things where people are not that and they claim they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's why it's like, that's why I like seeing people talking to them on Zoom. So it's like, Are you lying? Are you not? (laughs) You can tell more. Um, All right, probably going to wrap this one up there. Thank you very much. That
0: was uh, decent, Uh, Darren. Where can people find you for
1: um, work? Socials. You've had a good month with Project X. Yeah, Project X is sick. Finally found something that mad, didn't it? During COVID times, I found my calling, but not an original name for a product. No. dieroncartel.com uh, and you find me as Darren Cartel on socials uh,
0: hopefully you lot will know where to find me I'm not going to push um uh, online PT platform at the moment but if you haven't read either of my best selling books not Life Coach not a Diet Book you can go to jamesetacademy.com and you can find them they cost little to nothing and they could change your life all of you that are coming on the tour I'm excited
1: I'm for you I'm excited for you that's it was that it was that it was that. that I'm excited for you and yeah go get the book it's, it's good it's actually good. <laughs> uh, the uh
0: the you know before I'd forgotten the thing that I was excited for. Uh the that we were saying it's the ex- I'm excited for you. Like so uh you've got the first saying which was confusing terms. Yeah. But say like someone's like embarking on something, or even if not, if someone's like,
1: you know, I've got to get up at work for seven AM you're like, I'm excited for you. I remember when I, the first time I said that to Ali, Ali my friend was having a bit of a situation, I just stopped and I paused and I'm like, I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited and for He you. just starts laughing his head off, so it's just stuck. But so yeah story
0: yourselves doing those obviously share this because it's fucking excellent <laughs> um that's fun it's true we, uh we've actually got a very cool guest on the podcast in the next few days oh, sick. uh but i'm not gonna tell you it is we're just finished so yeah. make sure you fucking subscribed you don't oh. miss it cool thank you very much see you in a bit peace